welcome to the Vivacious Living Podcast for humans that want to fill every single day of the rest of their lives with as much energy, joy, and wonder as humanly possible. I'm your host, Selena, and let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to the Vivacious Living Podcast, Episode 3. Welcome back. Here we are again. Uh, with an interview with Diane Plant, our resident yoga instructor. She's also a registered nurse. I've known Di for hmm, maybe like 13 years now. Wow. Yeah. She used to come to a gym that I worked at. And uh, even though I've left the gym now that I've owned my own business, she's back with me. Ooh. Can't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> Diving into her career paths. And yeah. Good chats. Yeah. What got her into yoga and into nursing and... What she wanted to do originally. Yeah. It's a really good chat. Dai's super passionate about uh, spreading the message of yoga and that it is accessible for everyone and that it's not just about stretching and moving, but... Uh, there's actually, I didn't know this, but there's eight pillars of uh, of yoga, eight different... Eight arms. Eight arms, yes. Different things that it, yoga entails. It was really interesting learning lots from her. Um, she's definitely very knowledgeable, and I think that the tie-in with nursing and the science side of it is super interesting as well. The, the fields seem to complement themselves well with her. We think that you'll really enjoy it. So let's dive in. Hello, Di, and welcome to the Vivacious Living Podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. No worries. Guest number two, <laughs> Cabo Florank. How are we going today? Very well, thank That's you. That's good. And That's you? good. Yes, very good. It's uh, our first full Freedom Day in Yay. Melbourne, you know, back to normal, no density limits, less masks. Yes. Get in there. It feels good. <laughs> Just before Christmas. That's fantastic. Yes. Although the shops being really busy is not my favourite. Not fantastic. And the traffic no. on the road. Yeah, I know. You know. We have to go to Geelong to visit a friend. I, sh- I say have to. We're going to Geelong to visit a friend tomorrow. And I'm just like, oh, the traffic's going to be horrible. <laughs> yeah. Not looking forward to it. Going anywhere is like, I might just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Di, tell everyone what you do for work as a step okay. one. Well, I'm uh, joining Vivacious Escapes as the yoga teacher, but I'm also, I come from a nursing background, and so it's a good, for me, it's a good combination to have registered nurse and yoga teaching. Lovely. Hmm. So I'm just going to break down um, the pillars of health first as I find them. I did my course through the Foot Collective recently. These are what they teach the pillars of health to be. Lots of people have different ideas, whether there's four or nine or two or whatever. But these are the ones we're going to roll with for today Mm -hmm. and talk about your career and how they relate to these pillars of health. So first of all, we have sleep, which is pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. Important to get those seven to nine hours a night. And then we have the mind, which I think that your career will definitely touch on um community so that's one that i find ties all of the pillars together but it's also about how we relate to each other within our communities you know in our sports or our schools or our jobs or whatever it is families 
food again pretty self-explanatory and then movement exercise again that will come in for you um and kind of um, steering people away from feeling like they need to exercise and then just encouraging more regular movement and um, it being probably more appealing that way rather than feeling like you need to go and kill yourself at the gym. Mm. (laughs) Um, So I will let you discuss which one or many of those you feel like your career focuses on the most and also how they interact and interrelate with each other. Okay. So I love the way they're called the pillars because I imagine a bridge held by pillars and if there's a weakness in one of the pillars, the bridge isn't very stable. So trying to reflect on which of the pillars are more important for my practice, they're all just as important. They're all interconnected. Um, we need to sleep in order to nourish so the body can heal so we can clear the mind we need a clear mind so we can exercise we can move our body we can sleep Mm. we need all of that so that we can interact with our community and our environment and keep our relationships healthy and understand other people we need the food to nurture the body and to fuel the body and food is also a fantastic community involvement we all get together with a over a meal Um, we need good healthy sustainable food to help our environment we don't want packaging we don't want preservatives we want good wholesome food that's in season and without any of those other four pillars being balanced we can't move yeah if we're not nourished well enough our body and muscles can't move if we haven't had enough sleep we're out of balance if our mind's all over the place and we're not focusing on moving safely then there's an imbalance there and we all move in a community be it our walking group our family our walking through a community at the shops Mm. it's all interrelated yeah and without any um without with any imbalance we're going to see cracks in the bridge yeah that's it so for me i'd have to say probably the mind and movement so in order to move mindfully Mm. in order to slow the mind so that we can focus on what's going on in our community and we can do that in yoga with the breath, but we'll mm. talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's fantastic. You've put it so well, and that they talk about that. You know, we learn about each pillar individually, but it's an important part of the course to then be able to discuss how they interrelate with each other. And it's once you realize the flow of things, it's like you can't be really truthfully healthy if any one of those things is failing because they all start to pull all of the other pillars down and like you said with that community factor how many more people are likely to attend a gym if they've got a friend there that's going with them or likely to rock up to play sport or you go for a walk and um, if it's that community feel you know having people around you to make 
exercise fun is so important so and safe I think a safe mm. community where you feel comfortable going to a yoga class yes. or to a sporting group and not being judged and not feeling you have to impress anybody you can just be yourself I yeah. think that's a, a nice community to, to form yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. I totally agree yeah so I would like you to walk us through a day in a life. So what time you wake up, what type of foods you eat, um, you know, depending on what job you're going to and what, yeah, just take us through. Day in the life of Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm lucky that most days are very different. So I'll pick an average day pre-COVID, nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> um, I tend to wake up, I like to wake up early, um, tend to wake up about six um, and I will start off the day by just taking my awareness to the body. How do I feel today? If I've had an awesome PT session the day before, <laughs> I might be a bit tight, I might be feeling it. So I'll start off just with some gentle movement, just as I'm getting out of bed, just maybe a stretch like a cat stretch, just how I'm feeling, do a few yoga poses um, most days 10 to 30 minutes and then get your thoughts out of your mind and into the body and how the body's feeling and how that's going to set you up for the rest of the day and then a few moments just to reflect on what the day was the day before an intent that you might need for the day just some doing some breathing breath work and then um just a few minutes silence just ready to start and reset mm. and then if I am going to do some exercise I'll just have a maybe a little banana and then go to PT maybe go for a run maybe take the little puppy that we've got for a walk um, and then um, my day if in a nursing role I visit schools I'm part of the health and well-being team um, with the Department of Education and we visit schools and do health assessments and tap families and schools and children into resources that they need so they can best learn. So a lot of when I'm seeing kids a lot of my um, interviews and assessments with them I, I spend doing yoga breathing and relaxing them or maybe doing some movement so it's all it is all mm. interrelated. Yeah. If I'm not doing school nursing I might be taking a yoga class it might be a corporate yoga class which um, I've had a few lovely sessions in the Yarra Valley um, nice. when they've had conferences I've been invited in to teach yoga or I might go to a school um, or have an evening yoga class and so that's the work part of it but as far as the exercise if I'm not working I might go for a run, go to PT and then come back and have a nice... I always like to have eggs for breakfast after I've had a big workout. Yes. I guess you probably need the protein in the mm. nice high-protein high protein diet. Um, on a work day, if I haven't got time for the eggs, I'm a little bit partial to nice crusty toast, whole grain toast with Vegemite. Nice. And... <laughs> Walnuts. Oh, Vegemite and walnuts. Vegemite. If you haven't tried it, you have to try it. Oh, I love walnuts. A little so. bit. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. It's addictive. <laughs> and then a nice little bowl of um, berries or whatever's in season. I figure on your plate, if you've got different colours, yeah. then you're more likely to have a bit of a balanced yes. balanced diet. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm so. definitely going to be giving walnuts, oh, walnuts. Vegemite on it. Vegemite and walnuts. And olive oil spread. But it's mm. got to be beautiful, um, crusty 
whole grain bread. Yeah. It's just delicious. Yeah, well, it's the only way to have You'll bread. You'll be hooked. Got to have the good bread. Yeah, <laughs> it's yum. So moving on, next question. When you were a kid, what did you want to be or what did you think you would be when you grew up? Oh, I was either going to be a vet or I was going to ride in the Olympics in the eventing. Oh. That was that was my dream. Well, Do neither. you remind me a lot of my mum? And I reckon she'd have the same answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just both short and blonde, really, but <laughs> and lovely. And, and neither neither of us went went to the that. Olympics no. <laughs> <laughs> or became a vet. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I worked really hard um, at school to get into vet science and then missed out just by a few marks oh. and then people said oh you'll get in on second round offers and I didn't get in on second round offers so um, I went and studied science instead zoology yeah yeah because can you could it have led like if you had have gone I don't know how it works because I know sometimes you can do like a TAFE course and then after you finish that you can add something on and then you've still got the same degree eventually it's just like a bit of a roundabout way to get there can you do it you like can that? now but yep. back then I would have had to finish the science degree and then transferred across so that was then at least three years and then another five years, yeah, it never time. happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I started nursing instead so that I could work the horses. It's no Florence Nightingale story. Um, so I could work the horses in the day and then do late shifts and, and night shifts. And that was my... Yeah. <laughs> People that like horses love horses and they yeah. do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so we kind of covered what led you to the nursing, but yep. what led you then to wanting to be a yoga instructor? Well, um, I had a, a gorgeous yoga teacher. I, I rocked up at um, a yoga class with a friend. We were going out for coffee and she said she'd started yoga and I thought, I'd love to try yoga. I was working in operating theatre, two small children, lots going on. thought it'd be really nice to go and see what that's all about. Well, it was just amazing. The teacher was beautiful. Every Friday I looked forward to going to yoga. Didn't know much, wasn't very spiritual, didn't know much about yoga at all. And But we'd have these discussions on a Friday and she'd talk about the history of yoga and different sort of philosophies of yoga and chakras and I was fascinated. Mm. And then when I started to connect what she was saying with the scientific studies, showing how the movement and the breath and the effects of, of what you're doing in this 5,000-year-old yoga practice, how it actually is affecting your nervous system and it is affecting your your hormone levels and you and it was just amazing so mm. then I thought I want to study this more and I thought I don't want to teach I'm not uh, there was a teaching course I thought I don't want to teach but my yoga teacher said if you go and do that course you'll learn all there is to know about yoga and you go on and do other courses and that's what I did and the more I learned the more I thought oh people need to know this I need to I need to get this out to people so I ended up teaching yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so good I know um, when I went to yoga for the first time, I was just for the movement side of it. Um, as a dancer, I'm quite flexible, but I like the idea of working that flexibility even more. And then I went and I was like, this is so much more than movement. And you leave just vibrating with energy from the inside out. And I found that the 
the breath work or the savasana at the end or you know I started going to the slower sessions and the meditation sessions and being like I've started for the movement and I stayed for the mind aspect of it it honestly was completely changed me and made me much calmer I'm sure Joe would say I'm still not very calm (laughs) but you know I dealing with stress and like I'm very much a go 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 person so to yeah to realize the importance of stillness and breath it was amazing yeah Um, so it it is so good that you're sharing that message because it is really important and I think everybody goes I feel that everybody goes to a yoga class for a different reason and everybody will get something different out of the yoga class be it a marathon runner be it a dancer like yourself, be it you already know exactly what you said, you already know the movement, but it it's just, it complements all the other activities as well as settling the mind, as well as giving yourself some self-trust and some going in and just understanding and listening and feeling what's happening in your body and blocking out the rest of the world And because you realise you can't change what's going on outside but you can look after yourself so that you can deal with what's happening on the yeah, outside. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So good. So I suppose that kind of covers my next question. Why? You, <laughs> why what do you love about what you do? I mean, what's not to love about spreading such an important message? Um, but I suppose, is there anything you'd like to add to that? Something that obviously you decided you needed to spread that message, but since taking on that role of um, yoga instructor, has there been anything else that's made you love it even more? Yeah, there's a couple of things I love, and you can probably relate to this being a teacher yourself. Clients will come in the room and they'll hop on the mat and you can just hear them go, ah, it's like, yes. (laughs) Or when they leave, it's like, I needed that. And then the other thing is... um, because I work with kids as well, I've also gone on and studied kids yoga. So oh, I can teach the kids yoga as well. And so going into a class of, say, year nines, where they're all arms folded, um, rounded backs, grumpy looks on their face, very self-conscious, not really wanting to participate. And then after an hour or so, watching them in Shavasana and then come out and they they standing tall or they... I'm sure they felt something that you and I feel when we come out of our yoga classes and that's really rewarding. Or watching the teacher's face when little Johnny, who never sits still, actually sits still and breathes. It's Mm. just, yeah, so there's a lot of rewarding, as you would find with your clients too. It's quite satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. There's really something about helping young people that is extra rewarding. I don't know what it is, but I know at dancing when I there's a student that thinks that they can't do something and then they do it that feeling how the maybe it's just the pure joy that comes from them when they've achieved that or you know they as sometimes as we grow older I think sometimes we hide our emotions a little bit where there is there's no hiding on young people you yes. can see it straight up in them when they've enjoyed something or gotten something from what you've done with them and it's very yeah. it's very rewarding yeah, it is. Or, I don't know whether it's that or the fact that you know that because they're so young you've helped them in a way that's going to help them for a really long time yeah know? given them <laughs> given them their little toolkit or just introduce them to something that they would not have had the opportunity to do mm. yeah um 
one of my students actually said the other day and she's only nine years old so that's like grade three I think and she said that they do meditation at school she was like meditation the other day and I was like that's so good um Yeah, and I know my old housemate, she was big on yoga and she used to do, she didn't, she called it mindfulness, but every time when they come back from lunch, they'd have their little mindfulness session and she'd light the candles and the incense oh, in the room and everything. That. And I was like, that's so good because you think to treat, teach that awareness to kids when they're that young so that they can deal with have so many things that go on in a little kid's head that's an amazing life school that I wish that I had have had from that young age rather than from six years ago when I went to my first yoga class and I love it when I go into a classroom like that with my nurse's hat on to go and collect some children to take them for the assessment and the teachers will see oh they'll they'll see that a a visitor has come in to take the kids away and, and I'll um say to them no 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 this is way more important let them stay for their meditation and I'll come back when they finish because it's so valuable so important yeah yeah then on the flip side of that is there anything that you dislike or a challenge um or something that you would change either about your individual role or the industry at all like there any gaps that you see in the field or any any kind of um I think my my biggest issue at the moment is the social media side of portraying what yoga is. Mm. Um, on Insta and TikTok, you've got your pretzel shapes and you've got your forcing your body to go where it shouldn't be going or or you've got the bikini-laden girls. Yeah. And, I, and that's not what yoga is. And that puts people off wanting to give it a go. And, yeah. And, I don't know, you've probably heard it too. I can't do yoga. I'm not this enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not supple enough. I'm not, haven't lost enough weight. It, it doesn't matter. We can all do yoga. Mm. And I wish that on Insta and TikTok you'd see all shapes, sizes, ages. I wish everybody could. And, and it's not about how far you can touch your toes. I mean, I, you know I'm not very particularly supple, but it's about what your, what your, your journey is on the way down to your toes and, yeah. and what your... Um, doing for your own body it's because we're all so different Mm. yeah yeah Yeah, it's so true social media is a uh, is a demon (laughs) yes it's so hard because I think even you know that's the way that most people advertise their business these days but what if you don't really want to be on social media and what if you don't know how to stand out and like what if the best way to get followers is to be in a bikini upside down in a pretzel (laughs) but it's just like that is a body image issue yeah yes. yeah um yeah it's it's really yeah you look at the pages that have a lot of followers but then also i think there's a lot of information coming out that those pages that have a lot of followers it doesn't necessarily mean they're getting a lot of business it's the pages that people like to look at because they're visually pleasing but yeah. no one's signing up for that because it's unattainable you know you mm. look at this mm. yeah um, i mean there are some really good sites as well i'm not bagging social mm. media i'm just bagging those ones that you were saying yeah. where they're all liked and nobody really yeah. doesn't really follows them because yeah. there's a thing you don't want to make it unaccessible or yeah yeah because yeah. that's the same with anything that's good for you any like you know i think about big gyms and they've got a lot of big men usually they often go together in groups you take one walk in there as someone that doesn't know what to do and there's no way that you'd stick around that's such an intimidating environment 
So, yeah, you can't... It, it needs to be that encouraging, lovely community, safe atmosphere that we were talking about. So yeah. if there's any sort of... Before you even walk into the yoga studio, you think that everyone that's there is going to be stick thin and flexible and bending over backwards, they're going to make you not want to yeah. go. So yeah. that's definitely a difficult barrier to break through because it's not something that you can do until a person comes to you, Yeah, you know. And then there are classes that you can go to specifically to do that, and that's fine mm. too, you know, but you've got to be have the options. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, is there a common uh, health-related issue that you see in your community? And that could be within nursing or within yoga, like... In both at the moment, anxiety. And yeah. I, I think that's no secret. I think we all know that at the moment. And then associated with the anxiety is gut health. Mm. And when you look at all the studies now that the vagus nerve connects the brain to the gut, it just makes sense why when we're anxious, we have digestive issues. If we have digestive issues, it could cause us to be anxious. Yeah, It's, it's like it's going back to the pillars again the pillars are a bit imbalanced and then we can bring the food into that we can bring all of what your um, breakdown of the pillars of health are Mm. into that so yeah i see a lot of anxiety rightfully so yeah um if we can tune out from that anxiety and look after ourselves and go inwards and be in the present moment and know that there's only certain things we can change we can't go into the can't change the past we don't know what the future is there's no point worrying we've just got to be in the present moment yeah and then hopefully that anxiety will ease Mm. off yeah i know for me personally like um exercise especially if it's moderate to intense is a stress on your body and a good stress but when life is already stressful adding in another stress is not a good thing so having something like yoga that is much more calming and can help lower those um, cortisol levels lower that stress is so beneficial Um, I've always struggled with my skin being um, having pimples and I went to a holistic doctor a few years ago and I did her uh, elimination diet because she was like oh it could be something that you're eating and realized that it was exercise because I exercise oh. all the time and she was like yeah I think your cortisol levels are too high you're too stressed so it, that's what it is and I was like well I'm not going to stop exercising so yeah. I'm just going to deal with having a little bit worse skin but then I started meditating more regularly and probably exercising less intensely and my skin's so much better like it's wow. not perfect but it definitely has helped and it's definitely the the mental state and just like lowering my stress where I can. Fantastic. So, yeah. Created a better balance. Yeah, your mm. yin and your yang is yeah. more balanced. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is one thing that you wish your clients and the broader community knew about or understood better about yoga? Um, we've probably covered that a little bit, but on a different tangent – when you were talking about the pillars of health and you were saying you've chosen five, other people choose different numbers, I don't. a lot of people initially are not aware that yoga is made up of eight limbs, like equivalent of pillars, eight limbs, and movement, or the asanas, is only one of those mm. limbs. Um, another one, I mean, this is a whole podcast in itself going through <laughs> the eight limbs of yoga, um, but you've got your 
your um, pranayama, you've, you know, your breathing, you've got your nidras, your, your meditation, um, your self-care is another one. And so there's eight limbs of, yo- limbs of yoga and movement is just one that helps you to get to the other state. Mm. And all of those eight limbs are meant to be combined so that you can be your best self, feel your best self and be better in the community with your relationship mm. so it all relates back to the pillars yeah, as well yeah yoga has its so, own pillars yeah so a <laughs> lot amazing. of people don't don't realize yeah that. yeah i think that uh, for me personally it was really good to have that movement there because i think if i had have gone straight into a nidra or even a, a hatha or something that was i probably would have been bored yes but to do it as a um you know, a slow flow or a vinyasa initially. And the instructor is always, you know, breathe in on this move, breathe out on that move. So you're constantly getting your body into that breath and flow. And then at the end, you're ready. You're open and you're prepared for that stillness. You've got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're you're balanced because you've got rid of all your um, stress hormones through your movement and the breath Mm. and through doing the movement you've created that relaxation and you have um created more more cortisol and Mm. more um of the the better hormones Mm. and relaxation Mm. and um so then you're ready for your because the end result of your yoga class is your shavasana and exactly what you said you can't just go straight into it you need to get yourself out of your mind chatter by focusing on your body and calming the mind so that you can then get the benefits the full Mm. benefits out of the shavasana Mm. so yes that's that's exactly right um the this is one thing that i still struggle with and i have definitely noticed the benefits of meditation and definitely always want to work on it however i do like i find it much easier to do a yoga or even a walk or a workout where I focus on being very mindful of what I'm doing. You know, I try not to, I try to clear my mind and whatever exercise I'm doing, you know, it's lunges. I feel it in my quad. I feel it in my glute. I'm being very present in the moment. And I've always done that. I think that that is why I enjoy dancing so much because you can't think about anything other than the moves. And it's the same in yoga. Some of those things, they're quite challenging. You're balancing. The mind can't wander or you fall over. That's right. Um, And yeah, the exercise and the strength training, and so then, you know, do you feel that it is important to also have a consistent meditation only practice or do you think that it's you know, up to the individual or, yeah, what are your thoughts I, on that? I, my thoughts are initially to get into the habit, I think it's good to have a structured meditation and I think some days you just need to go into a yoga class and let someone's voice lead you mm. through the whole class. Just You just go into the zone and the same with the pt class like Mm. my pt class is my awesome instructor (laughs) i just want to be told what to do (laughs) what weight to have i just so you can focus on what you're doing and how you're feeling and not what's coming next yeah and i've got off the topic because your question i've forgotten (laughs) what your question was Uh, more so like if you think that it's important like obviously mindfulness and meditation are two separate things and whether it is if you're being mindful throughout the day if it's also still important to have a constant or consistent meditation practice yeah but thank you for <laughs> i think um yeah so getting into the habit of understanding what the mindfulness is and, and how you feel you need to meditate and once you get into the habit then you can relate that 
off the mat and you can relate that into your walking you can Mm. relate that into a conversation into what you're eating Mm. what am i eating where does the food come from how was it grown um how natural is it is it a local you know all these things how many people are involved in getting this Mm. food on the all of that and that's all being mindful Mm. as well and 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 the walking meditation that that we've Mm. spoken about it's it's it becomes part of your life yeah i mean we all stray and we all need to get back on the topic but it's if we can just bring ourselves back into the present moment Mm. but i think in order to do that you have to have a structured yeah to get into the habit or yeah. be guided by somebody else mm, yeah. yeah it does have a bit of a learning curve yeah. to be able to do it to get into yeah. the habit mm. yeah with the course we had to read this book by frank foreign rich i think i've slaughtered his name but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um it was called new old way and he spoke about the that the whole food thing and you know the process and where your food come from and your connection to your food you know if you um go to a farmer's market or to the farm itself and get the food and you meet the farmer and you talk to him and then you bring the food home and you prepare it yourself the connection that you have with that meal as opposed to going out to a restaurant or getting takeaway you actually get more not just because like because you could say they're two exactly identical meals but one's out at a restaurant one you cooked at home you get more nourishment from the meal that you cooked yourself just because of the connection that you have to it and the knowing where everything came from and the, you know, love and care you put yeah. into creating it and you probably would be more mindful eating it, thinking about all of that and and yeah. then take that to the next level even more so if you share that meal that you've cooked with friends fa- or yes. family. Or your um, little community. Yes, yeah. 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 So it was interesting that you literally put it that way because I, my mind was kind of blown when I read that because I've always really loved cooking and sharing meals for friends. And it's my since ever moving out of home, I'm always like, come over. And I was one of the first in my friendship group to move out of home so to be able to open my home to my friends and cook for them and prepare meals for them to actually have someone explain to me why I love doing that so much I was like makes so much sense (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) what impact has being a yoga teacher or being a nurse or both what um impact has your community had on you personally you know has it gone the other way um, what's it taught you that you maybe didn't anticipate? Yeah, this is um, this is quite interesting because having the nursing hat on and the yoga teacher hat, a lot of people feel more, well, not more comfortable, they feel comfortable disclosing a lot of information and personal um, personal challenges they've had in life. And that blows me away coming from a um, very normal what normal i'm doing quotation um middle class white bread um happy family and hopefully raising my kids the same way and then seeing other people in a yoga class or where i you know working as a nurse and then hearing their stories and not having any idea that they've gone through so much stuff than the resilience that they share it just blows blows me away that Mm. people go through so much so much horrible or challenging things can happen in people's lives and you don't know Mm. all we see is what's on the outside and so it makes me realize that you just can't judge anybody what they do what they say how they behave because you don't know you don't know so that's what i've learned Mm. and just hearing some of those stories it's the 
for me, the first time I heard some of those stories, it's like, wow, this doesn't happen in real life. Yeah. And it's happening. And it's happening more and more in, you know, like, or I'm hearing it more and more. Yeah. Maybe so, people are more, more and more comfortable opening up to you. Maybe. The more stories you hear, maybe. the more open you are. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's... Mm. Mm. That's one thing I find um, um, easier if someone else is telling me something that someone else did that annoyed them or upset them and I always try and put myself in the other person's shoes Mm. and and play that not devil's advocate but be like oh you know maybe they did that because of this you know maybe they're having a bad day maybe their mum was mean to them or maybe you know whatever you don't know like it does obviously you're upset from what they have done but they didn't no one intentionally goes out wanting to hurt someone else's feelings something has happened but I don't find it as easy to have those thoughts when someone's upset me. No, <laughs> no. That's where our yoga comes back yeah. into it, isn't it? It's all it's like breathe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, so in life, this doesn't have to do with work. It can if you want it to. You're welcome to go as deep as you want with this question or leave it more light up to you. What is the biggest struggle that you have had to overcome in your life and what has it taught you? Um I guess um, my mum passed away about 15 years ago from breast cancer and she was, um, everybody loved her. She did everything for everybody else. I was very close to her Mm. and just watching everybody's reaction to her going through the roller coaster of the treatment and she was very um, determined to get better and so she really worked you know, she was very determined, and she did. Like doctors said, "Oh, you, you, this is say your goodbyes," and she got through different challenges along the way. Mm. Um, but then she did pass away. And before she passed away, she said to me once, she said, "Oh, I believe anxiety and stress has caused this," mm. and she said, "Don't let that happen to you." Mm. And it was, I guess, I was angry because here I am, the nurse, and I couldn't do anything to help mum mm. and she was at the age where her dad was about to retire and they were going to go off as grey nomads around Australia but instead he retired to be with her for her last yeah. um, few months and so at the time when they should have been doing things for themselves it was too late yeah. so the message I guess plus mum saying you know don't let it happen to you yeah Fill your cup. Yeah. Exactly. I've, I've heard you say this before, Selena. You can't do anything till you fill your own cup. You've yeah. got, if you're going to help other people, you've got to start with yourself. Mm. So I guess that's probably why I started yoga mm. and why I started running mm. and why I looked at my diet because I don't want to get breast cancer. I'll do everything I possibly can to stay healthy mm. and um, make sure your pillars are strong. Yeah. 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 Um, it's so hard. My dad had a heart attack two years ago, but he'd had a double bypass previous to that. And he, from the outside, looks healthy. He's very active. He has an active job and isn't overweight, but he doesn't sleep very well and generally is quite stressed about a lot of things. And I, with what I was saying about, you know, exercising all the time and my skin being bad and everything, and I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. And then when he had his heart attack, I was just like, it does matter. Mm. Like, I think I'm healthy because I'm good at exercising and moving my body, but that doesn't 
equal health Mm. and there's so many things that can go wrong (laughs) with us unfortunately that have nothing to do with how well you can move your body and how well your diet is so it's a real unfortunate wake-up call um to us to yeah really make sure that we're taking care of all of the pillars yeah you know good friendships and good sleep and meditation or yoga yeah. or whatever it is that taking care of yourself so and appreciating everything and, and yeah and being thankful mm. and and reflecting on on what you've had what you've got yeah. yeah 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 sometimes life that's actually one positive i know that there is a lot more um anxiety because of the unknown of covid but i know for jai and i personally it made us sit back and appreciate our friends and family so much not being able to see them is such a wake-up call to what they mean to you you know and not that I don't appreciate them normally but when you've got nothing else to do but think about how much you miss those people that you care about now every moment with our friends is sweeter because it's like how good's this we're gonna (laughs) see each other you know so I don't know. I, there's obviously a lot of downsides to COVID, but it's trying to find those those lessons that it teaches us as so well. So you can't wait to go to Geelong tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> if we could teleport, that'd be better. <laughs> so my um, final question of the five pillars that I've outlined, which one do you personally feel you struggle with the most? Um, I think I'm going to say the food and mm. the reason for that is that I've, I've always eaten healthy I've always had Mediterranean style diet I've always liked that I mm. think because being vertically challenged and having to <laughs> always be mindful of what I'm eating so you know to balance your weight and that sort of thing so but I enjoy eating healthy um, but hubby and my kids are now vegan and as much as I love eating vegan, I'm not very creative. Mm. With so I rely on them to do the cooking a lot with the <laughs> vegan. So I'm really looking forward to learning from Maxine. Oh, yeah, that'll be really good. And learning a lot more about the plant-based um, mm. foods and getting inspiration from her. So that yeah. would be my struggle, Yeah, because um, she has so – I watch everything that she cooks and it just looks so fresh and delicious, but it's always different, you know. There's always different things going on and – I'm actually so impressed by it because I I tend to feel like I cook the same yeah. things. Like we have our go-tos that I'm like, oh, that one again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will have stir fry, but with a slightly different sauce, you know. <laughs> like, so yeah, that will be really good yeah. to find some more vegan plant-based yeah. meals. That will be great. Yeah. So if you would like to also learn about how you can add more plant-based meals into your diet, join yoga, join Dai, sorry, for some yoga <laughs> <laughs> and join me for some movement sessions and uh, hopefully as well connect with the community and uh, you can join us at Vivacious Escapes in March and there'll be all the information that you need to buy tickets or find out more on the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us, Di. This has been a lovely chat. I love diving a bit deeper into the whys of what brought everyone to where they are today. So thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. No worries. Okay. Just before we leave today, 
We would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional carers of the lands, waterways and skies, which we are able to live, learn and move on. We respect their elders, past, present and emerging, and the deep spiritual connection they have to our country. Thank you.